Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. When you stop talking, it's the show open tease. Be quiet. Today is Wednesday, July 17, 2019. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Today, the fifth anniversary of Eric Garner's death at the hands of NYPD cops. We'll talk to his mother, Gwen Carr, exclusively right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered. The House held a vote on an impeachment of Donald Trump today, but it was voted down. Democrats did not go along with Congressman Al Green. No shock there. We'll tell you about that. Also, a Philadelphia district attorney has asked the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to declare the death penalty unconstitutional. New York follows California's uh, uh, role in, in, in banning hair discrimination in New York State. Also, the Emmy nominations are in, and there's a decline in diversity and inclusion. No shock there. And yes, another edition of Crazy Ass White People. You know you can't wait for that one. It's time to bring the funk. I'm Roland Martin on the field trip. Let's go. resolution in uh, today introduced by Congressman Al Green of Houston. He wanted to begin impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump. He has certainly earned it, but uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, she has been arguing for them to 
take this very slow. It's been a contentious uh, several weeks since, of course, Bob Mueller released his report laying out potential obstruction of justice uh, by Donald Trump. He left it up to Congress to make the determination. He said he could not do so because of this silly memo written during the Nixon administration saying that the president uh, cannot actually be indicted, which is actually BS if you say that somehow he's above the law. Let's talk about this right now uh, with Mike Brown, former DNC Finance Chair Committee, uh, uh, vice, former Vice Chair DNC Finance Committee, and also A. Scott Bolden, Aloysius Scott Bolden, former chair of National Bar Association PAC. I was joking is, is, about is, that. Is that what the, what the A stands for? My name is A. Scott Bolden. Just what, what Scott, is, sir. What does the A stand for? Uh, Alan, A-L-A-N. You're lying. It says for Aloysius. Don't even front. That's what it stands for. Be watching from above. Don't do that. Uh, and from the right, <laughs> and from above, she's gonna lay hands on you as well. But disrespecting me. All right, let's get right to it. Uh, it's no shock, Michael, that they actually, this has failed. Uh, Pelosi, she always had the votes, uh, but what she is dealing with is a very, very unsettled, angry uh, a constituency on the left who wants this man held accountable. Um, he has ordered his folks to ignore subpoenas uh, from this administration. They will not testify. Even folks who no longer even work for the White House, they're claiming blanket immunity on everything. At what point, though, does Nancy Pelosi have to do something? And, and, and the, the, the strategy is, well, hopefully the courts will agree with us uh, on this. But again, when you got a restless body of people, they, they're not going to make it easy. I, you know, as you and I have talked about it, you know, I'm a, I'm a loyal soldier of uh, Speaker Pelosi. Um, but on this one, I think she may be miscalculating. I think we need to get this impeachment thing done and move on and get back to legislating. We know what the Senate's going to do. So what if he's going to come out and say that he was exonerated? He will have the label of impeachment on his name going up through the election. So from my standpoint, Get this impeachment thing over with, let the Senate exonerate, and then get back to worrying about prescription drugs, worrying about 2020, health care, and keep it moving. But right now, I think it's wasting. He's frankly winning. You know, I don't like saying his name, 45. Mm -hmm. The longer this takes, whether it's court battles, them not showing up for uh, um, hearings, time is ticking, time is ticking. Then it'll be too late to start an impeachment battle. Here's what I think she's doing, Scott. Aloysius. I think what she's doing, I think, I think Democrats, uh, first of all, let's just start for this premise. Democrats do not play to win. They play to compete. Republicans play to win. Even if that means that you're in a fist fight, they'll pick up a branch or a two by four or a crowbar, hit you in the head with it. They don't care. And then they won't even apologize later. They'll say, tough, you should have grabbed it before we did. Mm -hmm. I think Nancy Pelosi is spooked by the impeachment of Bill Clinton. I think what she is saying, she saw the popularity of Bill Clinton uh, after he got impeached, how the Senate did not convict, and her deal is like, why, why do it if they won't convict? But here's the problem with that. Tomorrow, they're likely going to take a vote on the minimum wage, guaranteeing the federal minimum wage at $15 an hour. Mitch McConnell is not going to bring it up. So exactly. when you try to make the argument <clears throat> that, well, uh, there's no sense in doing this if the Senate won't convict, but you're passing bills they won't even vote on. Exactly. So you're actually doing you're actually doing counter <laughs> to what your argument is on impeachment. Uh, can somebody give a standing ovation to Congressman Al Green? If somebody's listening out here, have some have his money people send me a card or something so I can make a contribution to him. You ain't even made a contribution hard. to this show, and you've been on well, since we started. With you. See that you go right there. All right, right. But, Trust me. But, but Al Green, don't Al wait. Green, let me tell you Alpha something. Al Green, Al, don't wait on his contribution. I got, I'm it's gonna be a while. I'm with you, Al Green. I trust me because you got heart. Okay, you I'm gonna text him right now. Urgency tell him. See mm -hmm. this. You tell him. You have. He understands the urgency of the moment that. This strategy of hanging back and counting votes, and if you can't get a conviction, then you don't move forward on the constitutional requirement that you move forward. I'll tell you something else it does. It, it makes the Democrats look confused, and they are confused, because when you put your finger up in the political winds and say, can I get a conviction or not, then you're not 
you're not being loyal to the obvious. You're not being loyal to someone that is a racist, someone who has obstructed justice in the Mueller report, and someone who has uh, defied uh, subpoenas on the House and Senate side. And so as a result, uh, what is Congressman, uh, what is Congress's role in all of this? What is Pelosi's leadership in all of this? Because you're right. They're doing the same thing on substantive legislation, and it's not getting passed. And I got to no, tell you, no, not even getting passed. They're not. He's not even bringing it to the floor. Exactly. He's, he won't even consider it. It's not like they're just passing stuff. He's kind of like, yeah, at okay. We ho holler at me when y'all done. At least we would be unified. At least the proceedings leading up to 2020, we would televise the power of of of, of the allegations the high crimes and misdemeanors, and we would educate the public in a unified fashion. When I travel the country, and you tell me whether it's true for you too, when I talk to Democrats, whether it's socially or to forum, what have you, they, they the number one question they ask me is, what are we doing, Scott? What is our what is our position? We talk about this unity and diversity, but we seem real confused on a real simple issue called Donald Trump. Where are we going? What are we going to do? What is expected of us as voters? This is what do you get that too? This is what, I get it all the time. This is what Al Green had to say today on the floor of the U.S. House before the vote was taken. Go to my iPad. Follows. Impeaching Donald John Trump, President of the United States of High Misdemeanors. Resolved that Donald John Trump, President of the United States, is unfit to be president, unfit to represent the American values of decency and morality, respectability and civility, honesty and propriety, reputability and integrity, is unfit to defend the ideals that have made America great, unfit to defend liberty and justice for all as extolled in the Pledge of Allegiance, is unfit to defend the American ideal of all persons being created equal, as exalted in the Declaration of Independence, is unfit to ensure domestic tranquility, promote the general welfare, and to ensure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, as lauded in the preamble of the United States Constitution oh. is unfit to protect government of the people, by the people, for the people, as elucidated in the Gettysburg Address, and is impeached for high misdemeanors that the following article of impeachment be exhibited to the Senate. Article of impeachment exhibited by the House of Representatives of the United States in the name of itself, of the people of the United States, against Donald John Trump, President of the United States, in maintenance and support of its impeachment against him for high misdemeanors committed as President, constituting harm to American society, to the manifest injury of the people of the United States. Article 1. The House of Representatives on July 16, 2019, strongly condemned President Donald Trump's racist comments that have legitimized and increased fear and hatred of new Americans and people of color by saying that our fellow Americans who are immigrants and those who may look to the president like immigrants should go back to other countries by referring to immigrants and asylum seekers as invaders and by saying that members of Congress who are immigrants or those of our colleagues who are wrongly assumed to be immigrants do not belong in Congress or in the United States of America. In all of this, the aforementioned Donald John Trump. Well, uh, Monique Presley, um, principal Presley Law Firm. Uh, he, so Pelosi has a strategy. The vote was 335, 332 to 95. 
Uh, and they had to act within two days of him filing the resolution, you know, based, based upon the rules and procedures. Um, do you agree that, Dem that what Pelosi is doing, taking this thing very slowly, is the appropriate uh, task? Does it make it all, does it make Trump look emboldened, look stronger by pretty much saying the hell with everything y'all do? I'm not going to send anybody to Capitol Hill. They're not going to testify. We're not going to go down. In fact, uh, also now, Bob Barr is now trying to get the Democrats to delay their contempt vote uh, for him and Wilbur Ross, the Commerce Secretary. Do I agree with what Pelosi is doing? No. Why? Uh, because we're past the point where we can make political decisions and justify them in that ultimately down the road it will get us to the right thing. We're at the point where people who are brown and black and woman and man and I mean horse, dog, cat, need to see that there are leaders whom, when we elect them, will do the right thing for the sake of it being the right thing and will bear the brunt of the consequences for that and will blaze a path forward from the right thing that is done. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind I'm a supporter of Speaker Pelosi. There's no doubt in my mind that she knows that Donald John, John Trump is a criminal. She knows that he should be impeached. She's trying to do what is right in her mind as speaker and push forward an agenda for the Democrats. But there are people in this country who are neither Democrat nor Republican who are just hurting, but, 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 who, but this, who are he, injured. But, but, he, he, but here is the problem with what I have with Democrats keep saying, oh, we got to focus on our agenda. He is your agenda. Exactly. His policies and fighting his policies are your agenda. And he's blocking your other agenda items. And, and the reality, Michael, the reality here, which that is critically important to understand, is that his agenda is to ignore you, is to trash you, is to flout the law, is to, is to make you appear to be impotent and weak. And that's what he's actually doing. His actions, there is no way in hell had, had Obama done one-tenth of what this man has done that Republicans will go, nah, we're, we're just going to take this thing slow. We're just going to slow walk it. That, that would not happen. Yeah. Like we've talked about, and you alluded to it a few minutes ago, is when you try to bring a knife to a gunfight. And and that's what and I, and that's what's so frustrating about the party that I love so much, which is the Democratic Party, is we always we forget that it's about and I hate to say it, but it's about winning. You can't govern, you can't put your policy forward unless you win. Mm -hmm. There's nothing worse than a politician that wants to make a point, but doesn't right. win. I, I, I ran a great. Right. It was it was like a bunch of, it was again like, yeah, a bunch of people the like, like so and so ran a great race. Yep, <laughs> they lost. I mean I'm just I mean and I'm sorry this this and, and when you talk about when you talk about where we are, when you talk about these federal judges he's appointing, when you talk about these policies, when you talk about how he doesn't give a damn about the environment, he he is overturning anything and everything. He was just, look, Elizabeth Warren just went off uh, the other day on a guy who he nominated, I think, um, uh, for high position, Raytheon executive. Mm -hmm. First of all, this guy was a lobbyist for Raytheon. Says to the committee, I will not excuse my, I will not recuse myself from any decisions dealing with Raytheon. She then said, would you not uh, lobby uh, for you? He's like, no, I ain't going to do that either. <laughs> like, I, like, I ain't damn all that. I mean, it's like what he has done is. Uh, he is literally putting evil folks in charge of everything and then going, what y'all going to do? Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, you you have to fight that. And you can't play this game of, oh, but if we play it safe, we got the election next year, you know what, we, we can beat them there. Okay, that is the plan, but you might not. Yeah. Then what? And they could spend the next... It's July right now, August, September, October, November, December, January. It may take them a good six, eight, nine, nine months to get through the, uh, the impeachment process, maybe less than that. But along the way, 
they're, they're, they have these televised hearings, and the evidence, they're making their case really to the American public. And that's They'll the point of the hearing. Exactly. Monique, if you, look at the, exactly. if you look at the polling number with Nixon, first of all, nobody wants to go through impeachment. I, it, it's not like, yeah, what the heck, we'll go through it. <laughs> right. No. This is not like in other countries where they'll switch a prime minister in the middle of a term like it's no big deal. <laughs> in the Nixon, in the Nixon uh, administration, it was low. It was low twenties, maybe high thirties. Folks like impeach, but it wasn't until the daily hearings, and witnesses, and listening to what was done, and going over it methodically, where that number went up and up and up and up, and that's what led Howard Baker to make that slow walk up that long up, walk, that long walk up <laughs> Pennsylvania right. Avenue. That's said, right. It's it, it, time for you to go. It's time. It's time for you to go. It's time. It, Speaker Why Pelosi. Why is that so hard? Go ahead. Speaker that Pelosi is not referencing Nixon. She's referencing Clinton. No, no, I understand she's, that. She's and, and, she's referencing something that is not just within all of our our memory. It's something that's within her time of but, but, service. But here's the problem. Here's the problem where I, where I think she's dead wrong. I look. I remember the Clinton deal. The Clinton deal came down to one thing. Y'all trying to impeach him over a blowjob? Just straight up. Basically. Sex? That's what it came down to for a liberal. No, 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 no. But, no. but, but the GOP, Roland, no, 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 no. as we've said no, no, no. over and say... over again. No, 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 no. no. Let me finish. What I'm saying let, is... Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. I stand down. Let me finish. Please. <laughs> it came down to... It wasn't Whitewater and McDougal and whatever. It was like, wait a minute, hold up. Because if you listen to all... Y'all are pretty much saying he lied about sex. Yes. That that's that what pretty it. much the, the American public it. heard. That was it. In this case, we ain't talking about sex. We're talking about Russians. We're talking about meetings. We're talking about lying. We're talking about destroying evidence. We're talking about a number of things that were in the Mueller report. Ten to fifteen different examples. This ain't sex. Okay. I think person, I think people up with Bill Clinton, so she's referencing Bill Clinton, but here's the other thing, the last point that you can respond. Bill Clinton was in his second term. Mm -hmm. Okay? This ain't the second term. This is the first term. Yeah. It was a whole different deal there. Go ahead. But but the reason why I said she's referencing Bill Clinton, and I didn't mean because it's like blowjob compared to treason. What I meant is it's popularity compared to popularity. And Bill Clinton was as popular a president as we had seen at modern times in those times, especially for the party of purity, which is what, I don't even know when it happened, when the Democrats became the ones where you have to be like squeaky clean, goody two-shoes, can't say nothing wrong, can't do nothing wrong, can't think nothing wrong, or they'll put you out. Whereas on the GOP side, as the current president said, middle of a street in New York, shoot somebody dead, and he'll still be president. I believe he's right about it. Oh, I, I do too. I believe, I'm sorry, Scott, I'm not finished. I do too. I believe that his supporters will remain supporters. So what she is saying is, what will it take, because she's a numbers girl, and I appreciate that, for me to get the numbers out of the Senate when the people who support this man, because you just said, what's the point in doing it unless we, and no, I'm not no, saying, no, 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 no. I'm not saying, hold on, I'm not saying I don't support impeachment because I do, I wish it had happened 15,000 trillion million day one when I was crying on my sofa when he won years ago. What I am saying is, She's saying, do we do it if we can't win? But here's, You're yeah, saying, but you don't do other flawed. things unless we can win. But, but, She's but saying, let's not do this unless we can win. But here, and she knows we can't win. But Scott, the point I made yesterday why I challenged DOJ mm -hmm. to pursue charges against the cop who killed Eric Garner. The DOJ takes this position of, well, if we can't win, we're not going to pursue... You challenged Bill Barr? No, no, well, no, this is what I said. I said... Because even, even I, took, I took it back four years ago when Sheila Jackson Lee said to me when I moderated the town hall of CBCF, she said, I would love to see the DOJ take some chances. Stop this notion that, well, if, if I can't win it or if I can't see it right now, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. I'm saying in this case here, I believe 
I believe that, first of all, his base is only about 35%. Thank you. That's Nobody first. Cares. And, and no, that's no, 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 no. You said numbers. Laws. You said numbers. I do believe. I said numbers for the Senate vote. No, but here's the deal, though. Not you numbers even, But here's the deal. The reality is, first of all, you can't show me in the history where impeachment is even guaranteed. Impeachment is never guaranteed. Right. So there's no such thing as, oh, I'm definitely going to win over there, so... Let's go for it. <laughs> right. No. But here, here's, it's the, here's a, the deepest law. In fact, in fact, in fact, but here's the piece though. How many times in American history have we done, gone down impeachment? Right. Three and, times. But what, Hold on. No, wait. How many times? Three times. The first time, what happened? He wasn't he convicted. No, he wasn't. The he second, the, the first time, which wasn't Nixon, it was Johnson, wasn't convicted. No. The second time... He resigned. Resident. He resigned. Mm -hmm. Right. Because he saw the wins. Didn't work. The third time. He wasn't convicted. Was a result of the same thing that happened uh, with Johnson. Wasn't convicted. But the bottom line is. Well, he has zero I, chances of success. But, but the bottom they line is. It doesn't matter. Here, look at the flaw. Take the shot. Here's but again, the it does matter because with Clinton, there was no third term. You don't. You all really, you are really want to, you not, really want to compare saying, Clinton's popularity no. to Trump's popularity. No, no, no. What I'm saying is. But there's no what I'm saying is that Trump is imminently more popular. No, he's not. Oh, he yes, is not. he is. No, he's not. Yes, he Please let me jump yes, in. Yes, he is. Let me, tell you, let me tell you. Okay, all right. He has never gotten yes, more than 40% of the freaking vote, and let alone whether he's approved. And that's why he's not supposed to be president, whether he, right, whether he's he wasn't supposed to win, so, was so he? He, has, he, he can't grow because he can't get above 40%. Doesn't matter. Those diehard Trump supporters are going to support him no matter what, yes, right? That's fine. Well, what does that have to do with whether you're going to impeach him or not, or whether his popularity will get him uh, elected again, even if he underpolls? That doesn't make any sense. He was never as popular as Clinton was. So why is that even in the equation? And by the way, we promised America everything that Donald Trump was going to be, and he's kept those promises. He still hasn't grown, and that's why he's got to go. Hillary Clinton, which was a flawed candidate, only lost the presidential election in total by roughly 66,000 votes. When you tear away all the, all the yeah, stuff in the state, 77,000, right? Nothing's really changed in two or three years other than we've lived with, uh, um, we've lived with Trump confirming everything we promised America, right? Do you all the Democrats, let me just finish. Him? If all the Democrats just uh, get a decent candidate together, right? Put him through the impeachment process when you're talking to independents, Democrats, and all of America, and he keeps talking out the side of his neck offen offensively the way he is. What do the Democrats have to be scared of Michael, except success? If the Democrats, if you, you, what you should be concerned about is if you send the signal, you're not actually ready to go to war. Right. You voted that, against impeachment. That's the easy piece right there, Mark. They voted against impeachment. Michael, they, they, have to, they have to have people fire out enough who will believe that you're willing to go to war. What do bullies do? What bullies do is they punk you until you step back and fight. And then that's what he's so doing. He's punch just, him back. And, right, what he's doing right. now is just punking, every, punking everybody. He's punking his own party, punking his allies, punking people around the world, except for Putin, of course. And until we step up and say, and that's why I think the impeachment, that's the really only tool that's going to mean something. I mean, this little psyche, psych game he's playing, oh, I want to be impeached. No, he doesn't. Who wants to be impeached? He's daring No, him. nobody wants to go through he's that. Daring Mo him. Monique, so the question is, will Pelosi take the shot? Will she stand up to the bully? Take the shot. Will she do it? Take right. the shot. So the reason why I called it the Puritan Party is because of what a Attorney Bolden just said. Even in the midst of all of this, where we're talking about this amoral jackass. Will you Trump. stop talking? She talking. I was talking to my No, but, but there's, I can but hear there's, you. But there's, ahead, but see, because there's no respect. Will and what go? I'm trying to say is, Scott, that when he spoke of Trump, he still, when referencing Secretary Clinton, said, which was a flawed candidate. Mm -hmm. That's what we have going on. On the liberal side, you have a literal one who flew over the cuckoo's nest nincompoop on the other side, and we are still calling Hillary Clinton the most qualified person to ever run for the office in the history of people running for this office, a flawed candidate. She was flawed. Okay. She yes. was flawed. She's flawed the way you're I agree flawed. With you. I'm she was flawed. great. We're flawed. But she was a flawed candidate. But the fact that in the United States of America, if you're liberal, you you can't have 
any history. You can't have flaws. You can't have, I mean, the reason why that man is on the wall right now, they can't see it on screen, Barack Obama in all of his glory is on the wall is because he could do eight years with no scandal. I dare you to put That's three great. million Just other black men a in a room and find up. one who could do it. You're talking Stop. well on the Democrats. But, 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 but here, but here's the piece. But, but Monique, 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 hold on, hold They're on. trying to be smart. No, but here's, no, 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 here's the deal, though. I think sometimes, I do believe, I do believe that sometimes you can be so smart, you're dumb. And I think there were many instances where Obama was very smart, but they got done with it. And what did he do for black America? No, 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 but here's the deal, though. But here, and the reason I'm saying that, because politics is a contact sport. And the reality exactly. is, the reality is, when you are facing an opponent who does not care. Doesn't care. Who does not care about process. Can't who, be who, shamed. Who does not care about morals or values. Right. Who does not care. You're dealing with Mitch McConnell. Who, who would stand there and tell Democrats well, they wouldn't control the Senate, um, this thing should be done with process and decorum <laughs> and things on those lines. And then when he becomes majority leader, he says, blue slip, don't care. Oh, the rule where I need both senators to agree, don't care. They even had one federal judge where the Republican senator in Wisconsin <laughs> did not agree moving forward. He was like... Don't give a damn. That person so going then forward. Why would you it. bloody yourself if you can't win? If no, you know, no, no, no. If you know, yourself. you've got a president who doesn't care, and you've got McConnell, who you know to me is the one man who really should not have all that power. No, but here's the deal, though. The but no, but no, no, no. But here's, no, but here's what you do. Here's why you do it. No, 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 no. It's not even bloody yourself. You do it. Oh, it's gonna be. No, no, no. You do it because you do it because you make it perfectly clear. You got the White House. And y'all control the Senate. What's the only thing that I do? I control the House. And so I'm going to take you through the ringer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put the evidence in front of the American people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have the hearings. I'm going to show everybody and see. And they don't want that. Exactly. Because what they don't which is why it was a sham when Barr came out and gave his interpretation of the report. And all these idiots in the media said, oh, he was cleared. <laughs> As opposed to going, ah, uh, can we read it for ourselves? Right. And then when, then when the report gets released, it's kind of like, ah, uh, that's kind of not what Bob Barr, uh, that's not really what Nothing happened. Like said. So we, not, we may not want to reconsider it. What I'm saying is, to your point, I can't take the bully down unless I throw a punch. That's right. But if I don't throw a punch, it's going to bolden him. Now, I see they finally decided to get uh, some guts. Uh, folks, uh, just a moment ago, in the vote of 230 to 198, uh, the uh, the House voted to hold Attorney General William Barr and Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross in criminal contempt of Congress criminal. for their refusals to turn over exactly. key documents tied to the 2020 Census. Let's go. Uh, to me, that's let's useful. go. Huh? Let's that's go. Useful. Yeah, yeah. That, that's immediate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, so, that's all right, okay. For the person, for the person at home, what the hell does that mean? It means that if they anybody in handcuffs, perp walk. That's in the foreseeable future. It's not like not with a Republican U.S. Attorney's Office hearing. But but that's the thing that I'm saying about DOJ challenge. DOJ challenge means bar challenge. Anybody who expected that the Garner matter was going to turn out a different way, did they forget who the Attorney General is? I don't. Okay, I don't but let's stay on your feet. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, hold up. No. I need to hear what it is. First of all, you said let's stay on impeachment. I I'm talking about this here. Hold on, hold on. So now, as a result of this vote. Uh, now the committee can now take Barr and Ross to federal court, yes. uh, according to the New York Times, to seek judicial enforcement of subpoenas for the materials in questions. A lawsuit is expected in the coming weeks, and the administration has maintained it is on firm legal footing in its position. Also, uh, what you have here, uh, obviously, uh, by first of all, by this decision, uh, first of all, the, the action refers them to the DOJ for for prosecution. Exactly. Well, the DOJ, DOJ ain't going to do bar, it. It's, it's run by Barr. Ain't going to do it as well. But also, it adds them, because prior to this, Eric Holder was the only mm -hmm. uh, member of Congress, only only cabinet member ever held in contempt uh, by Congress. And so now he has some company. And then it was squashed. Uh, but the question here is really, again, if you're, if you're Democrats, what is your next step? Because again, this man does not care. He does not believe in any rules whatsoever. The only way to put him on the defensive is they have to make a decision. If you start impeachment proceedings, 
You put him on the defensive by now he has to either put on a case or he doesn't. Either he sends witnesses and mm -hmm. documents mm -hmm. or he just stays at the White House mm -hmm. and then his only hope is that the Republicans on the House side are trying to obviously flip the scales a little bit. Otherwise, it's going to get hammered to the American people. So he has to bring these witnesses, which puts him under cross-examination. No, he doesn't. Why would he? No, I'm not he saying he has to. It's not just my point. I said he would. He has the Senate. That's my point. What but I think, but, right, because but, but the House prosecutes. But that's what, like, right. he has okay. the Senate. No, no, no. Well, first of all, the, 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 well, the, show up for what? No, no, no. The House, the House prosecutes. The Senate determines. Oh, the trial. Right, but what I'm, but what I'm saying is, the benefit of actual impeachment hearings, for the people out there, of course, who hadn't read the Mueller report, what it does is by having those televised hearings, it causes people to pay attention, exactly. and then it reveals the depths at which this person consistently lied, consistently uh, uh, made up. stuff up, and covered up, and you able to connect the dots. What That's else right. do you think can get done for That's the American right. people while they're doing that? Well, Here's the deal, though. That, that, uh, that's, no, that's a lot. No, no, I'll answer. I'll answer. Nothing. Nothing. Else. Okay. Thank you, Roland. No, Scott. No, 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 no. That's a lot because because here's the thing. Nothing. The the real pressure for Speaker Pelosi with Trump doing the fool with his with his I'm gonna wear my my hood on Saturday morning thing is it makes cooperation on any other subject untenable because what. The hope is for the people who are trying to do business for the American people but, right now is jobs and infrastructure. But here's the problem. No, no, no. How, how's that because working for you? Everything, how's that, how's that going? They even have, they haven't had a chance. But here's the problem. July, but here's they, they, no took, to everything. they took power in on January McConnell 2nd. He doesn't have to say it. It's not Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's why. I'm only really just trying to talk. You got no choice now. You got to fight. You got no choice but to fight. And the Democrats <laughs> need to start fighting now, or they're going to continue to get their butts kicked. And right now, the Republicans and McConnell and Trump are kicking their butts, and you keep trying to figure out a way to get around it. You got to go through it. You got to put your boxing gloves on, or draw whatever weapon you're going to have, and get out. There's nothing left. He can go he, tomorrow. He's going to tweet. And start calling black women on the on the on the house side out of their names, B's, H's. What are we gonna do? We're gonna impeach him and not impeach him. What are we gonna do? We're gonna censure him again and and and, and say how awful it is. And then what if he starts using the N-word towards us? And the and the Republicans and the GOP say, well, he ain't really mean that like that. Well, taking I don't out even context. know. We're yeah, taking, taking out of context, right? <laughs> and, and then what are we gonna say? We're gonna censure him again. This 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 president is not a president. He is a, he is not just a bully, he is a dictator who is supported by a GOP in a democracy that is completely being undermined. And the only way you can deal with this is to use force against force. I the believe. Democrats, Democrats want to hold their fire. I believe. They keep threatening him. And I, and I fundamentally believe that what you don't want to put yourself in a position is to look up on the Wednesday after election day, November mm -hmm. 2020, and then it's sort of like a coach who had two timeouts. Didn't use them. And didn't use them. Yes. And you in the exactly. you in a post-game news conference and you talking to the news media, news media is like, why in the hell you ain't called timeout, dog? <laughs> right. You had timeout. What were you thinking? And you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, I was no, you didn't call timeout. That to me, I just believe when you're going up against a thug. That's right. You got to swing. Let your hands go. So let's see. Let's let let's, let's see what happens. And, and the question, final comment. Final comment. The question really is how you swing because uh, it's it's July, right? Nineteen. Yes. I'm so yes. sorry. Yes, July 2019. I'm sorry, I'm exhausting you, Scott. Here's the thing. I am with, too. With my timeout, what I would rather do is say, "Hey, out there, everyone who's going to see this, um, register to vote because whether they start impeachment proceedings tomorrow." or not, when it comes time to re-elect or to newly elect a president of the United States, this same fool is going to be in the White House. And what you need to do is go now and register so that you can make sure that the next president of the United States is not Donald J. Trump. Now whether, now, whether they start impeachment proceedings today, and I hope they
they do because I don't like my cousin being called a slave and an imp and a negro. It's not your way and don't start with me right now. <laughs> what I am saying is no matter what they do, it's going to take a while. And the reason why we're in this position is because we didn't go out en masse and vote. I want to change that so we don't have to fight this fight again. And the next time we talk about this, we can be talking about people getting some jobs and some health care and uh, not dying in Georgia of childbirth I, more than other people and et cetera and so on. And, you know, things that really matter. And I will end this. No, I will end this. I will end this. I will end this segment this way. I said this on Tuesday about the important register, mobilize and organize. I still believe, though, while you are doing that, you still whoop his ass when you need to. Going to a break. Roller Martin Unfilter. Back in a moment. YouTube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real. It's Roller Martin Unfiltered. See that name right there? Roland Martin Unfiltered. Like, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Roland S. Martin. And don't forget to turn on your notifications so when we go live, you'll know. All right, folks, Roland Martin here. They are back, the folks, with MarijuanaStock.org, of course. Uh, you might remember just a few months ago, of course, many of you had the opportunity to invest in their last crowdfunding campaign. They raised a ton of money in just a few months investing in legal marijuana farms. Those initial investors now own shares of a publicly traded company. Now they have a new investment opportunity that is as good, if not even better, than the last one. I'm talking about industrial hemp CBD. For those who don't know, the hemp plant is the cousin to marijuana with a much higher concentration of CBD, which means hemp CBD gives you all the medical benefits of marijuana without getting you high. Until recently, hemp farming was practically illegal in the U.S. and heavily regulated by the DEA. However, the 2018 Farm Bill changed all of that, making it legal to grow hemp CBD in the U.S., creating one of the largest commodities worldwide. They need land to grow all of the plants which makes for an incredible investment opportunity. And that's where our good friends at 420 Real Estate come in. Their business model, folks, is simple. They buy land that supports hemp CBD grow operations and lease it to licensed high-paying tenants. They are hemp CBD landlords, and you can get in on the action. You can invest in this crowdfunding campaign for as little as 200 bucks, up to $10,000. All right, for you to invest, go to MarijuanaStock.org. That's MarijuanaStock.org to get in the game. Folks in Philadelphia, the DA there, Larry Krasner, has asked the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to declare the death sentence unconstitutional. In this brief, it's part of a broader push that started last August when lawyers representing death row prisoners Jermont Cox and Kevin Marinelli asked the state Supreme Court to weigh in on Pennsylvania's use of the death penalty. Scott, stop talking. Several organizations, including Juvenile Law Center, the ACLU of Pennsylvania, and the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, as well as murder victims, family members, and former prosecutors and judges, filed amicus briefs in support of Cox and Marinelli. As part of the brief, Krasner's challenge includes new research into 155 death convictions that took place between 1978 and 2017 in Philadelphia. Philadelphia courts have sentenced more people to death than any other jurisdiction in the state, According to the brief, many of whom are people of color. Out of the 45 people currently on death row for Philadelphia, 37 are black and four are from other minority groups, according to the brief. All right, weigh in. So you talk, your mic's still on, so they can hear you talking. I didn't realize that, but it's a meekest it's a, brief. It's a television it's show. Amicus. First of all, it's a television show. Okay. You, when you're mic'd up, you're still being heard. So when you over here going whacka, 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 the mic's on. You were talking, leaning back, talking to Monique, no, talking to Michael, like you ain't got a mic on. Monique, Monique, what do you make of Larry Krasner? First of all, this all the movie's also here. This, the Pennsylvania legislature stripped different powers from him. They don't like the fact that he's a progressive district attorney. Uh, cops are not happy with him as well because uh, he was a very strong uh, uh, defense attorney often going after police departments. What do you make of right. him and trying to get them to declare this unconstitutional? Okay. And so first of all, this is a perfect example of when someone goes from the defense side of the aisle and switches to the prosecutorial ranks. We need that. We need somebody who understands uh, what it's like to defend cases who still understands the role of the state and the role of prosecutors. And obviously, I mean, I'm against the death penalty. So I believe that he's right about this. I believe that 
presidential candidate Kamala Harris was right about this when she was in his position and fought against death penalty and would not support the death penalty as something that the prosecutors were going for. That's what prosecutorial discretion is all about. I'm sure that Scott disagrees with me because Scott is not really a liberal. Scott just fronts as a liberal on certain issues, but we know he's a conservative. <laughs> Wait, Michael, whoa, whoa. Michael. Michael, your thoughts on what Larry Krasner is doing? You don't let him say that to me? Let's wait. That's your job to respond. <laughs> I, Michael? Uh, I, too, am against um, death penalty, except in certain cases. Um, but, um, you know, elections have consequences. And, and these kind of appointees, it depends on who wins elections and makes these appointees. And that's how decisions are made. So to your point, Roland, to your point, Mr. President, when you got to get out. you got to mobilize. you got to register and vote because you can't sit back the next day and wonder, oh, my goodness, what happened? And to one last point about this whole getting out to vote. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a candidate in this primary. And if your candidate does not win, you cannot take your ball and go home. Right. You have mm -hmm. to get behind the leader. If the, mm -hmm. Assuming you're a Democrat, That's right. you have to get behind whoever that person is because you can't That's say, right. oh, you can't say, oh, I'm going to take my ball and go home because all that is is a vote for 45. Scott, you can now respond. I don't like labels. Because I look at issues, and like Democrats <laughs> all look at issues. So on this particular issue, since I'm a former prosecutor and the only one on the panel, right? Well, Nick, were you a prosecutor? Yes. Oh, well, there are two of us. We're the only two on the panel then. No, I'm just saying, when you were assuming you were the only one. Well, I did not. I, I want to read bio. I know. Go ahead. History, but Go ahead. Here's the deal. Uh, obviously, I don't support the death penalty because of its despairing impact on people of color oh, and my own community, okay? That's the first thing. God. So, secondly, <laughs> secondly, I do think that the legislature who's tried to take his powers, they actually wanted them to share powers with the state's attorney general, and the state's attorney general has indicated that he's not going to usurp that power, even though... The Senate and the, and the House gave him that power. But uh, this is not, this is happening in other parts of the country too. There are like at least four or five other district attorneys of major urban centers who are taking this position against uh, the death penalty. The reality. Aaron Masayal, the first black uh, state's attorney in Florida, this one. Uh, of course, pissed off uh, uh, then Governor Rick Scott, mm -hmm. who tried to, exactly. who said he was taking all any death penalty case from her jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, you have other places where they've done that. Go ahead. Uh, this is an extraordinary measure uh, by the DA to go directly to the Supreme Court. They've got to decide to take it up, and then they've got to, got, got to rule on it, whether it's disproportionate impact. Uh, but the other thing that they're finding is that uh, the lack of good legal counsel is a factor that has put people of color, poor people, uh, on death row in several jurisdictions. In fact, the reason they've been delayed in, 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 in not being uh, executed mm -hmm. has been because they've been winning these motions recently against uh, for ineffective assistance of counsel. So that's all in the mix, but I think it's a good move. It, watch to see whether the Supreme Court takes it up or not uh, for the state of Pennsylvania. All right, folks. New York became the second state to ban discrimination based on natural hairstyles after Governor Andrew Cuomo signed a bill Friday amending the state's human rights law. Of course, they follow California, which earlier this month became the first state to outlaw racial discrimination based on hairstyles such as braids, bantu knots, twists, and locks. The bill's provisions are effective immediately. The New York City Commission on Human Rights issued new guidance in February that banned discrimination on the basis of hair or hairstyle in workplaces, schools, and public places. This is what, When I was talking the other day about white fear, and I was talking about how in this country uh, everything has been done through a white prism, this is a perfect example. Because I think back to when uh, Black Enterprise, when Earl Graves uh, mandated that you couldn't have locks, you couldn't have dreads if you worked at Black Enterprise. Because he said, look, this is what Wall Street, this is what corporate America wants, so therefore we're going to train you to conform to what they want. When the reality is, that is a, that's a white standard. It's a white standard. Now, uh, the problem is when all of a sudden it becomes, oh, you can't have facial hair, you can't have this. I think back to, I remember I was, I was going back and forth with somebody, they were, this is what you're talking about, and there's no need for the EEOC. And that was a case where it was a black woman, more than qualified, applied for a job with the Veterans Administration in Virginia. Uh, impeccable credentials. When she, when she left the interview... They, they begin to, to meet, and, they, and, and a, a white male on the panel says, uh, I just don't like her hair. Like, damn credentials. Forget all her work experience. Didn't like her hair. They didn't give her the job. She sued. She won. Won back pay. Won 70 grand as well. Cost those taxpayers because somebody said, 
I don't like your hair. And Monique, that this is, again, I think what is happening, and this is why I keep talking about white fear, white norms, white standards are now being altered because you're having more people of color in the workplace, in powerful positions, who are now saying, oh, hell no. You got black women who are now on television wearing natural hair. When you had news directors for a long time saying, uh, need a perm, did you get that stuff taken care of? And so when we talk about, as we get move closer to becoming a nation majority of people of color, the, the, the view of what's right, what's proper is going to change because it's no longer going to be uh, white is right and everybody else step back. <clears throat> Can't wait to hear this. You, you would be excited. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a confession. <laughs> um, what? You've done it. <laughs> you need some water? I feel like I do. I feel like I'm sort of kind of chucking I wish you'd hurry up and get it out. My, my I only got 11 minutes left of the show. I wants me well, to spit it out. Here's the thing. Uh, in the government sector, I believe that this is correct. In the private sector, I believe that people need to be able to hire people based on what is going to get a successful result for their client. That's not what I said. What, whatever that is. But what but, but, happens... But that is still a white standard. Okay. And I'm not necessarily disagreeing <laughs> except when it's implemented by black folk. No, no, who, but, but that's a white standard. Who? Yeah, but, but my standard is not necessarily a white standard i just like what i it's just an no I like okay what I all like right so no, no hold up so but okay so how if, a, if if you're black and you say uh well uh, i'm sorry you, you you can't have uh 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 locks first of all that came from someplace mike that 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 view of what's not was not right was not proper came from somewhere it, it just it's not, not just, well, I don't like that. It's not just right or proper. It's, I'm going to send you in the room, and they're going to kick you out of the room before you have an opportunity to represent what you could do well, our business, our client, right. but, but, but what, or but, whatever. But the argument it's that not I that I don't think it's right no, but, 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 but It's like I would send, God knows, I fight with Scott, but I would send Scott anywhere because I know that the way that he has this image put together he can be in Dubai, but, he can go to Africa, he can go down the street to the government. If Scott is my attorney, but, I don't have any fears. But, but, there but, are Michael, a lot of but, different things right. that could change about Scott but, that would make me be like, whoa, I just don't know if you're right for this right now. <laughs> but, Michael, but, 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 but again, Michael, but, but I, what I'm getting to again, I'm getting to what is a broader issue, a deeper issue in terms of what are white norms and values. So for instance, in the television, in the television industry, and in the radio industry, for the longest, it was you needed the voice. It was the Midwest voice. <laughs> right? it was, it was the Midwest voice. Not the, 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 not whole, the whole deal in television was Basics. you needed the Midwest voice. And then when you would actually ask people, what the hell is the Midwest voice? <laughs> really? It was like, and what was the whole deal with Johnny Carson? We're playing to Peoria. Okay? <laughs> what the hell is Peoria? What they were really saying was, we're playing to white people in the Midwest. I was in Dallas. This is the most KRLD radio. Jack Hines was a news director. Very deep voice, you know, that Midwest sound. So Jack called me to, let me repeat it. I was at KRLD radio in Dallas, in Texas. Jack Hines calls me in to tells me, I need to go to a voice coach. He said, because I have a slight twang. I said, oh, good for him. Jack, <laughs> your ass ain't from here. I'm from here. Hell yeah, I sound like I'm from Texas. Cause damn it, we in Texas. Your ass don't sound like you from here. I said, I guarantee you, everybody listen to what the hell I'm talking about. And it was sort of this, and again, that standard came, and that was a white standard. When you go on television, oh, well, watch your clothes. It's like, don't you wear dashiki? <laughs> okay, because again, that's a white standard. It is.
Because the real deal is we ain't trying to scare white folks. It's not just white, though. But you're no. You're scaring them. No, but hold on. But, no, but here's but the deal, Michael. But here's the deal, Michael. I hear what Monique is saying. But, but when we, first of all, the, the, the brilliance of white supremacy is not only uh, has it told us what's good and what's bad. Mm. It's really from their perspective. And white folks have also bought into it as well. It's really a white standard. So what if, in these kind of situations, we've had this on the show before, what if, what if the standard was you cannot come to work with straight blonde hair and blue eyes? It's a whole bunch of white folks who can't show up. Can't show up. Right, if that's the standard. Because that, you're going to scare my client. You're going to scare my customer. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be an interesting world? Hell yeah, it would. <laughs> and if y'all want to see that, if y'all want to see that, if y'all want to see that world, there's a movie called White Man's Burden starring John Travolta and Harry Belafonte. I got the DVD. It's a hell of a movie where the whole deal was flipped, where oh, white folks are broke and destitute, get the death penalty, and we in charge. One that, hell of a movie. If y'all want to yeah, see but, that world, just walk into black-owned businesses. No, no, Don't no. Don't act like no, it's no, 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 no. We select people who look like us, who present like us. We prefer our own Pan the room to find a blonde-haired, blue-eyed no, woman. We thing. do that, and we have a right can I, to. Can we talk? What I am saying is that when you're in private industry, because you said, what if? And I'm saying, and so, because... No. And I, well, I... White standard. I have... I don't know. Listen. It's do, a white standard. Do we have entrepreneurs standard? on the panel? What if it's How a many standard? of us Define have professional. hired... Okay. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed, thin women. Well, first of all, I've hired but, people. Of, I've hired. I've hired big people, thin people. I, I've hired black people, we white people. About no, but I'm talking about. I'm, what, what I'm talking about is when we when we did, when we talk people. about these these norms Whatever. and values, we are talking about white. But it's standards more complicated that complicated. Sta no, it's not. It it's is. real it is. simple. Especially standards that have been devised and implemented by white people that we have accepted as the rule. And then you what happens is when we come in and we change the rule, they're like, okay, what happened? Because somebody black came in and said, that's a stupid rule. But it Scott is a hiring partner. And I'll okay, so agree white, with him. But you, you, you know Scott got, you know Scott got the oh, white standards of his oh, law firm. Really? I got, uh, I thought I he got back in his blood. In the law firm. <laughs> How many lawyers at your law firm? In D.C. or otherwise? A total. Total? 1,700. How many black lawyers? I don't know. I got 30% diversity in D.C. You answered my question. <laughs> I ain't say diversity. How many black lawyers? I got 30% diversity in D.C. And that's 30 black or brown lawyers. No, how many black? I ain't say brown. Well, I don't know those numbers. How many black partners? In D.C.? <laughs> Probably six or seven. Six or seven. Mm -hmm. In history, how many y'all had? I don't know that. How old is the firm? 150 years old. Guess what? What? You had 150 years That's of white... Of, you had 150 well, years I... of white folks determining what the rules were. So when you came in, you okay. had to learn their system, mm -hmm. their rules, their norms, had to learn their, their values, and implement it in order to... White culture. culture for the firm and for our clients. Law firms are not a really a good most, example of this. Most of y'all clients like. I don't know. Hell yeah. I don't see color. Hell yeah. I don't Scott, you're wrong. You don't see color? Back up. Stop. You better drink some damn water. You better drink some damn water. You better drink some damn water. I don't know what color I was like, ooh, Hey, hey, I know my next segment. I know my next segment's called Crazy Ass White People. I got crazy ass black people right here, right now. Go ahead. Y'all go ahead and play it. Play it. I have something to say about this issue. Too bad. You never came to me you went to her three times you'll be all right <laughs> i don't like it you mess it up for yourself no i did, I did. I did. on my property Hey, y'all. A 22-year-old white woman who shot and killed a black man who drove away from the scene of an accident has been denied bond after a dramatic 911 call of the incident was played in court. In May, Kenneth Herring hit a truck and initially waited at the scene but became disoriented and drove off. Uh, could have been, you know, concussion. 
Well, Hannah Payne called 911 claiming Herring was drunk and that she was going to follow him. <laughs> Punk ass Georgina Zimmerman. The dispatcher told her several times not to follow him, like they told George Zimmerman. Take a listen to the 911 call. Yes, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm here to tell you I'm not, not going to follow him. Um, because he is going to cause another accident. Ma'am! Yes. Ma'am! He just pulled the trigger of my gun in my hand. Ma'am, you're not going to follow him. Stop the car! 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 was believed to have to be having a medical emergency and no drugs or alcohol were found in the system according to toxicology reports okay first of all she told your dumb ass don't follow him and then you go man he pulled the trigger on my gun <laughs> right. the only way first of all this man is dead he's dead okay she's sitting there no, this is i'm telling you these white folks have lost their minds uh with how they're operating they lost their minds and while she may not have been right to have followed him and disobeyed an order, that's not criminal, her defense in this case is going to be that she made some, she made a judgment decision in order to try to protect others. And so then there was a struggle for the gun, whether he, he was drunk or not doesn't really matter. It's a real tragedy, but they're going to, she's going to stay in jail. But watch for her defense. It's going to be a very difficult case to prosecute for the uh, local prosecutors. Michael. I just think everything comes back to who's at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue how white folks feel they can treat black folks any old way. And they feel they can do it and there are going to be no repercussions because he's treating the country any old way. So but why can't thought I? that before. What you have here, again, which is shameful, these white folks want vengeance. Dispatcher says, don't follow. <laughs> don't follow. It's no difference when police departments have rules that say, do not police, do not enter into car chases. When that cop goes, forget that, I'm chasing them. Don't shoot somebody in the back when they're running away, not harming you. Oh, no, I'm taking them down. That's really what we're dealing with here. No, this was murder. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I don't call her crazy necessarily. Uh, homicidal, yes. And I don't, this is where I disagree with you about white fear, because what I, what I believe we see in instances like this is... Uh, people who are in a controlling ruling class who are emboldened and have no fear. Yep. They don't have a fear of law enforcement. They don't have a fear of, of norms or standards. They don't have a fear of other people. Uh, this woman in particular believed that it was well within her rights and her power to chase down a person and pull out a weapon and and now as scott said again auditioning for the defense um mm -hmm. that she's going to claim that she was concerned about public safety and and someone ended but up but she's not a public safety officer dead. she's got and a right so to make a citizen's arrest or to save the lives of others and she made that judgment yeah call. okay all right all right i, I didn't say it was right and throw I don't agree her with it, ass but it is what prison. it is Throw her ass in prison, and I'm trying to tell y'all, all y'all all white folks listen to me who watch. Mm -mm. And listen. Well, how many is that? When the dispatcher, more than black laws is your law firm. No. Uh, this is real simple. I get but not. See? When the dispatcher, right, you walk right into that, that one. So I don't know why you mean to yeah. bring that back up with your five or six black lawyers. Here's the deal, y'all. I'm partners. telling y'all right now. Not more. You I'm telling y'all right now. Same partners. thing. No, no, it is Same not. thing. Let me tell y'all right no, now. No, it is not. Y'all need to learn how to listen to dispatchers. And stop. And see, this is also what happens when y'all folks who want to have guns. Because here's the real deal. When you got that gun, you think you really emboldened. I don't care what anybody says. You act differently when you don't have a gun. <laughs> I believe you act with some common damn sense when you don't have a gun. When you got a gun, you think, oh, yeah, I'm big and bad. That's the fundamental problem with all these crazy white folks who are walking around with guns yelling Second Amendment. And this brother is dead because she's stupid. It was a car accident. A car can get fixed. A car can get repaired. This is a life taken. I hope they send her trifling behind to prison and LaQuisha is her bunkmate for the next 50 to 75 years. And she got to look at somebody black every day. I have no sympathy for her at all.
Real quick, folks, because I'm trying to make it real clear they black. Because when I said Becky, you know who the hell I was talking about. All right, real quick, Ava DuVernay's When They See Us came in with the most nominations for people of color, including the first-time novel for lead actor in limited series or movie for Jarrell Jerome's stunning turn as the real-life Corey Wise in the Netflix limited series. Other folks nominated, Niecy Nash, Anjanou Ellis. Also, Billy Porter for his turn in the groundbreaking FX drama Pose. Mahershala Ali received a nomination for his role in the third installment of True Detective. And also, of course, Viola Davis for lead actress in a drama. Anthony Anderson for lead actor in a comedy. Don Cheadle, lead actor in a comedy. All right, folks, I got to go. Be sure to support Roland Martin Unfiltered, please, uh, by going to RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. All your dollars help to make this show possible. Please give. Scott hasn't, but it's no shock. And so, again, go to RolandMartinUnfiltered.com to join our Bring the Funk fan club. I like your wife, not you. I love uh, Join our Bring the Funk fan club. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I got to go. Politics and Pros, my girl Aisha Sasei is here. I'm moderating her conversation for her new book, okay? I'll see y'all tomorrow. Scott, Holla. stay black. Holla. <laughs>